You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And won. Raider Nation, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Welcome to Thursday. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q, at your boy Q254 on Twitter. You can hit me up at all times there. And, of course, you know the Raider Podcast voicemail line is wide open like some old-school TV antennas. 707-654-4693. Like I said, this is the Thursday edition. Hopefully, you enjoyed the crossover edition I did for Wednesday. Uh, I had a lot of fun on that one. Every crossover edition isn't always the best one, but I thought that was a really good one. So, hopefully, you enjoyed that one. If you have not heard it yet, one, shame on you. Two, go back and make sure you listen to it. Again, it was Locked On Raiders. Coming together like butt cheeks with Locked On Steelers, my man Tony Serino. That was good stuff right there, so make sure you go check that out. All right, before we get into the real deal guts of uh, Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, want to give you a little bit of news and notes surrounding the Oakland Raiders. A little bit of news and notes coming out of Alameda, a little house cleaning like I like to call it. Uh, first and foremost, Martavis Bryant, Shalik Calhoun, Reggie Nelson, they've all been placed on IR. What that means, their season is over, kaput, finito. Martavis Bryant, probably the biggest name right there. He had 19 catches, 266 yards for the Raiders in 2018. And this was a contract season for him, matter of fact, because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2019. So yeah, 19 catches, 266 yards, and that's it. And remember, the Raiders gave up a third-round pick for him to get him from the Steelers. So, Shalee Calhoun, he's whatever. Reggie Nelson, uh, that's almost a sigh of relief. Hopefully, they do not bring him back in 2019. I know that's Paul Gunther's dude, but hopefully, he does not return. Now, I just want to confirm some things that we talked about on Wednesday's edition. Running back C.J. Anderson, offensive lineman Denzel Good, defensive back Benny Benwickery, and defensive lineman Coney Ely. Oh, and one more, defensive end Demontre Moore have all been officially signed. That's running back C.J. Anderson, offensive lineman Denzel Good, defensive back Benny Benwickery, defensive lineman Coney Ely, and defensive end Demontre Moore all have been officially signed. You know, some of that we already have talked about. Some of it is just whatever. I've told you many times, if you're signing somebody and uh, going into your 13th game of the season, he's probably not that good. Simple as that. So no, nobody right there to get excited about it. It's actually funny. Uh, Benny Benwickery actually played for the Cardinals when the Raiders beat the Cardinals just a few weeks ago. So now he's come over to the silver and black. And I believe he was, uh, was he a San Jose State guy, I believe. So him and CJ Anderson are both local dudes. So there you go. There, there's that. All right. So all that is now official. Also, talked about Donald Penn on Wednesday's edition. Well, he practiced a bit on Wednesday, and the Raiders have designated him to return from IR. They now have three weeks to activate him, or they have to shut him down for the season. John Gruden said they're not sure. He's not sure if he's going to come back and play at all in 2018, but they have designated him to return from IR. So what does that mean? 
That means Marshawn Lynch is absolutely done for the season. There's no way he could return. He's absolutely done, and he will be a free agent in 2019. And I have no idea if he's going to return to the silver and black or if he's absolutely done, if he's going to throw his, his cleats back up on the, on the wire like he did uh, when he officially retired from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, who knows? But for what it's worth, Marshawn Lynch carried the ball 90 times for the Raiders in 2018 for 376 yards and three touchdowns in six games. 90 carries, 376 yards, three touchdowns, six games, about a 4.2 yard per per carry average. 2017, he played 15 games, 207 carries, 891 yards, and seven touchdowns. Possibly the career of Marshawn Lynch, his Raider career is over with 1,267 yards total, 10 total touchdowns in 21 games. Salute to you, Marshawn Lynch. I know it was a dream of yours to play for your hometown Raiders. I know it didn't really go as planned or, you know, as far as Raider Nation goes, uh, we all thought as fans that Marshawn Lynch was going to put the team over the top as a bruising running back, and it didn't really go as planned as far as the fans go, and I'm sure it didn't go as planned as Marshawn Lynch wanted it to go. Uh, if we don't see him anymore, salute to him because it was it was just fun to watch him for the time that he was out there for the 21 games he was out there uh, and, and gave us a lot of a, a lot of memories. So salute to Marshawn Lynch for that. I don't know if he'll be back in 2019. If he is back in 2019, he'll be 33 years old in April. So go ahead and put that out there. One more piece of good news that happened on Wednesday. Well, at least as far as I'm concerned, newly released Andre Holmes, the guy that I went on a big rant about and said that the Raiders do not need to bring him back. He was actually claimed off of waivers by the Broncos, who lost Emmanuel Sanders on Wednesdays to a torn Achilles. So the one thing that I thought might happen, Andre Holmes' return to the Raiders did not happen. The Broncos have him. He's their guy now. And... Whew, I just waved a big sigh of relief when I found out about that because did not want to see Andre Holmes return to the silver and black. So that was the news and notes I want to give. Coming up in segment number two and also in segment number three, going to have some more calls for that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That's 707-654-4693. Got a bunch of calls, so I'm going to cut segment number one a little bit short so I can squeeze a couple more calls into segment number two and segment number three. Before I get to that, though, I got to tell you about Action Heat. And I'm sure you're wondering, Q, what in the world is some action heat action heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing yeah you heard me right battery heated clothing heat on demand at the touch of a button you can control your environment with action heat action heat is perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list great for anyone who works outdoors skiers snowboarders anybody who loves the outdoors or hates being cold and please believe i hate being cold action heat would have been really good for me while i was working the sidelines of these high school football games in the state of texas because i'll tell you right now man a couple times it got cold out there so uh, i'm gonna have to invest in some action heat myself just so i can uh, work those sidelines but uh, action heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body and includes Heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even even draws. You know, you can get some heat-based layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Right now, they've got a special for all Locked On Raider podcast listeners. You can save up to 20% off your entire order. Go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on. Or you can use the promo code or the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. Segment number two is up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
Every day. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back. Segment number two of the Locked On Raider podcast on this Thursday. I'm your boy Q, at your boy Q254. But you know the other way to get a hold of me, and a lot of you do, and I love it, man. A lot of first-time callers. That's right off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Speaking of first-time callers, let's get things started. Like MC Hammer used to say back in the day, let's get it started. Oh, remember that? Remember that? That was one of my favorite songs back in the day. Hammer was my dude. Shout out to Stanley. Hopefully Stanley's listening to the Locked On Raider podcast. If not, someone shoot him a tweet. Someone tweet at him and be like, hey, man, Q just shouted you out on the Lockdown Raider podcast. Anyway, there's enough about me. Let's get to a first-time caller right here, Jay from Colorado. Hey, Q. It's Jay from Colorado, uh, first-time caller. Uh, just wanted to kind of introduce myself and uh, did, did a little research on Tom Cable and just looked at how the Seattle Seahawks had the most offensive line uh, picks drafted during uh, the, in the NFL from 2010 to 2017. Under Tom Cable, he jumped in in 2011. Uh, they had 12 offensive line draft picks, and there was only one of them that ever made a Pro Bowl, and it was for one season under him. So I just think that he has to be a coach that needs to go. This offensive line is obviously just getting worse. Uh, they're not getting any younger. Um, so just kind of want to hear your thoughts and uh, see see what you think on Tom Cable needing to go and maybe getting someone in there. Thank you. Again, first time caller right there. Definitely salute to you, Jay. I appreciate you hitting us up. Uh, he's talking about Tom Cable and the draft pick Seattle used on the O-line. None of them exceeded or succeeded except for one who made it to the Pro Bowl one time. Thinks Tom Cable is the coach that needs to go. The O-line is not getting better. They're getting older and they need to be fixed immediately. Wants to know my thoughts on that. And I'll tell you right now, Jay, I second your thoughts. 100%. I was not a fan of the hire when Gruden brought him in. He's not a very good O-line coach anymore. He used to be one of those dudes that was like highly regarded, but that's a used to, not a now. You know what I mean? He's just not that guy. It's a guy that I would openly smile about and salute if John Gruden showed him the door at the end of the season. I'll tell you right now, man, for my radio station that I work at, ESPN Central Texas, every single year, I go through all 32 teams in the league and I do like a preview before the season gets started. It's a lot of fun to do. But when I talked to the guy from the Seattle Seahawks, I asked him straight up about the offensive line because Russell Wilson was basically running for his life for years. And I said, well, why didn't Seattle invest enough into the offensive line? And he said, it's not that they didn't invest it, Q. It just wasn't executed right. It just wasn't coached up right. Tom Cable is not done a good job with the O-line. I wish I could find that interview. I'll have to look for it. Maybe I'll look for it and I'll be able to put it on Friday's edition. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. But anyway, my point is that he corrected me because from the outside of looking in, I thought, okay, they're just not paying attention to that offensive line. No, they were. Tom Cable just stinks. He's just a terrible coach. So he doesn't need to be coaching that O-line. And so I would love for him to be the one coach. If there had to be one coach fired in the offseason, just one, if I could pick one guy to get fired, it would be Tom Cable. Jay, thank you very much for your call. Now, let me hit up my dude, Regan, from Montana, the 406. He's going to give us a recap about his trip to the Oakland Coliseum on Sunday when the Raiders took on the Chiefs. Regan, take it away, my man. What's going on, Q? It's your boy Regan from the 406, Montana. Had to uh, had to give you a call back and uh, give a report on, uh, on the game. Man, it was great. The Coliseum lived up to uh, lived up to all the uh, lived up to the legend. It was great, man. I had such a great time. Uh, my mom lives out in the Bay Area. Her and I went. She isn't a big football person, but uh, she had a great time too. So it was just it was just a great experience. Uh, 
Very experienced all the way around, man. I think it, uh, the team showed up. That was the best part. You know, that was the best we've played, best we've played all year, most points we've put up all year. And, uh, we, they just played great. You know, they were in it the whole time. They were in it the whole time. You know, had a few fumbles. That wasn't too cool. But, uh, other than that, really no other turnovers, no interceptions. Um, you know, you gotta love that. Um, you know, the Raider Nation showed up too. The fans there was electric. It was just a great time. Uh, I was really impressed by the defense. Uh, we held, you know, we held, we held the Chiefs on like, uh, you know, on like three or four different third downs, you know, they, they couldn't convert. And, uh, so hats off to them. Uh, another shout out or hats off to, uh, my man Arden Key with that, uh, that field goal block. That was pretty cool. It happened on, uh, the, the side of the field I was sitting on. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, to hear Whitehead did pretty good. Uh, Carl Joseph, you know, he was that, you know, lived up to his potential of the hard hitting uh, safety that he's known to be. My man Gary and Conley played really good coverage. Almost had an interception, man. Almost had an interception, but, uh, you know, the team played great. And I think, uh, most importantly, Derek Carr, man, he played very well. And, uh, I actually need to kind of somewhat apologize because, uh, my first call from my first call, I was uh, somewhat, I was, um, I criticized Derek, but, you know, and there's nothing wrong with criticizing anybody, but I didn't do it constructively, and uh, so I apologize to Rare Nation for doing that. You know, he, I was just thoroughly impressed with how Derek played. You know, confidence, stepped up in the pocket, and <laughs> I even made a comment on my uh, on my first call about, you know, how uh, that Will Greer guy can run. Well, you know what? DC, I think one of the first couple plays, first few plays, he ran like eight yards, you know, so that was pretty cool. It's just, uh, you know, DC is our guy. Shout out to Celine from the OC. She was completely right, and I know she was at the game too. You know, shout out to the OC. I got family down there, but, uh, hope she had a great time too. I would bet that she did, but, uh, you know, it was just an awesome time. And, uh, most importantly, what I heard, not most importantly, but, uh, I wanted to get autographs, uh, got blessed with meeting uh, quite a few players. Uh, actually, <laughs> first autograph ever ended up being from Derek Carr himself. I got a jersey signed. Met quite a few others, uh, Marcel Reese, uh, my favorite player right now, Mo Hurst, uh, to name a few. Uh, there's others. Not, I'm not trying to brag at all to Raider Nation whatsoever. Just trying, just, you know, super excited. It was, uh, it was a great time and, uh, you know, Hopefully get to go to at least maybe one more game at the Coliseum. Not sure, but uh, certainly will not be my last Raider game. But, uh, you know, I think the uh, the future is bright, Raider Nation. It really is. And we just got to hang in there like always. You know, uh, win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation, until we die. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Awesome stuff right there. He gave a full recap on the players that he was able to see, players that he was pretty impressed with, including Derek Carr. He apologized to Raider Nation for his criticism of Derek Carr. It's funny, he got a lot of that this week. A lot of folks that were talking bad about Derek Carr the week before, this week, talking pretty good about him. And I mean, hey, that's the nature of the beast, man. That's what it is. That's what being a fan, a.k.a. fanatic, that's what that's all about. He also shouted out Selena and the OC for being dead right about Derek Carr because she's been steadfast on the fact that, hey, Derek Carr is the guy. She said Derek Carr is her guy. So Selena was, a, as a matter of fact, and I remember when she called, she said, I'm tired of talking about Derek Carr. He's the dude, Q. I ain't mad at that, all right? And then he also uh, mentioned the, the autographs. Remember he asked about the autographs before, where to go, and I had no idea? Well, he uh, sounds like he cleaned up on autographs. I don't know really how he hustled it, but it sounds like he got a lot of good autographs. 
And uh, that's cool, man. So shout out to you, Regan, for pulling that off. Great stuff. Great call, Regan, in Montana in the 406 represent. Definitely appreciate that. Let's keep this party rolling, my man. Wop, 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 wop. What's up, wop? What up, Q? It's wop. After relaxing and really thinking about this last game, we played a really good game against a really good team, Kansas City. But why are the Raiders that one team that seems to do well against teams that they should get blown out by and get blown out by the team, but they should just be destroying. This is just a, a very – it irks me every time I watch them play because, there's, I mean, there's teams that it's like, why are we even doing this bad against this team? And our offensive line is so up and down, they can't stay consistent to save, to save their life. It's just it's, – you know, ridiculous. And then all these people that think that Derek Carr is a subpar quarterback, but we're all about him being the king and the MVP in 2016. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Trading Carr right now, that's about the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. You want to set the Raiders back another 10 years? That's how you do it. Trading for anybody right now Involving car is just stupid. Put the pipe down. Stop snorting the stuff. Stay sober. Get your head straight. Carr is not that bad of a quarterback. I mean, he's already passed Gannon, and Gannon's my dude. I like Gannon. I wish I would take Gannon, but we won't ever get him. But, I mean, come on, people. Really? Trading car? That's stupid. That's just real dumb. Stop. Just stop it. Wop out. All right. This time, Wop said, you know, he relaxed a little bit, chilled, and then he called. And then he was wondering why the Raiders play really well against teams that they should be getting blown out by, and then teams that they should be playing really, really good against and, and competing with, they get blown out by. You know, that's just how it is, man. Sometimes teams get pumped up for teams that are better than them statistically and better than them physically and better than them all around, and they just play them tighter, man. There's a lot of teams that are kind of like uh, the yin and the yang, man, if, if that makes any kind of sense to you. Yeah, he subbed up everything by saying getting rid of Carr would be a bad idea. That's the way to set the team back another 10 years, and we all know, man, WAP is a very emotional guy. He'll let you know how he feels at all times. That's why I appreciate him when he calls. All right, now let me get to this other call. Uh, I believe it's Dominic Raiders Batty. Uh, yeah, he, he hit me up on Twitter and asked for the, the Raider Podcast voicemail line, so uh, this is his call. Hey Q, it's uh, Dominic uh, Raiders Body on Twitter. I actually messaged you about the phone number. Um, first time caller. I just wanted to get two things off my chest. Uh, some of which have already been said, but I just reiterate in kind of my own my own way. Uh, one, people who think Gruden's lost it, I think is crazy. I think somebody mentioned the other day that he's been out around the league for ten years. He sees what works, what doesn't work. Um, the best facilities, the worst facilities. And he got to absorb all that, where other people just don't get that insight. So I think people who say he he lost it are just absolutely crazy. Um, the main reason I called is Derek Carr. I am so sick of the Derek Carr haters that say he's awful. You know, one game he does bad, and then everybody jumps on him. The next game he does good, and everybody loves him. People are crazy if they think they're going to find a better quarterback at this point in time. They say, oh, he's, you know, top five paid quarterback. No, he's actually number six. Uh, there's lots of quarterbacks who I actually think are worse than him, who, like, uh, Stafford or Mariota, who, who are right on par with him or get paid more. Um, and then people have to think, you know, in a year or two, when people like Jared Goff 
Carson Wentz, um, you know, start to get paid and contracts start to get renewed for like Cam Newton and stuff like that, you know, he's going to fall down that list from, you know, the number six quarterback to like mid-tier quarterback when all said and done, you know, Patrick Mahomes and everything else. So we're actually getting him out of steel before all these crazy contract prices get out of control. So I think people just need to realize, like, hey, you're not going to find a better quarterback. I mean, you're crazy if you think Josh Rosen's a better quarterback or Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. You're crazy. And call me crazy. I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback. I think he does some some good stuff, but, you know, nobody's really seen him before, and he has weapons. If Carr had the same weapons, you know, anybody had the same weapons, it would be a different story. So, you know, that's a well-balanced team, and the Raiders are not, so everybody's giving praise to him. And, And lastly, you know, everybody said, oh, Carson Wentz was so amazing, and he got injured, and he's not even doing so great right now. I think he's probably on par with Derek Carr at this point, and nobody's complaining about him. So, and they had a fantastic season last year and a terrible season this year. So I just wanted to put that out there, put some stuff into perspective for people to hopefully calm some people down. And um, that was it. But thank you for your time, and uh, hopefully I'll call back. Thanks. So he called. He had a couple things he wanted to get off his chest. One, Gruden has not lost it. He soaked up plenty of knowledge over the years. Most of the reason, though, he called was to defend Derek Carr. Listed a bunch of young quarterbacks that are not better than Carr. He mentioned Rosen. He mentioned Darnold. He mentioned Josh Allen. But he did say... He questions if Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. And I'll tell you right now, Patrick Mahomes is a dog. He's been doing what he's doing since high school. But on a, on a national level where more people actually notice him, he's been doing things since Texas Tech. And he is definitely fantastic. I would say Patrick Mahomes is one hell of a quarterback. And if he was the Raiders quarterback, every single person in the Raider Nation would be super excited. He's not. He's a Chiefs quarterback. And I remember when the Chiefs drafted him, I was at the steps in Philadelphia at the draft. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no, he's going to play the Raiders twice a year for years. He's a young dude. He's got a hell of an arm. He's going to be a pro's pro. Obviously, his father is a, is a well-documented baseball player for years, so he's kind of grown up around it. He is everything, no joke, he is everything Jamarcus Russell was supposed to be, and then some. He's really sticking good. So I would say Patrick Mahomes is, is going to be a, an elite quarterback at some point. He's damn good. There's a reason why Andy Reid said, go ahead, Alex Smith. We're going to go ahead and move on from you and uh, make him the full-time starter. That was after just one year of sitting behind Alex Smith. But all in all, great points. I see his points. Great call. I love it. And uh, I love the fact that he was riding and dying for Derek Carr. Good stuff right there. Really appreciate all that, man. That's uh, segment number two of the Locked On Raider podcast. Coming up, got a few more calls I want to get to before this episode is done. This is the Locked On Raider podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, Raider Nation. This is segment number three on this Thursday, Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your host, your boy Q, at your boy Q254 is where you can always find me. And, of course, if you want to call and share your thoughts, you can. 707-654-4693, the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Let's get things going, man. Here's a pretty lengthy call from my man Raider Joe. He's in KC. Hey, what up, Q? It's your boy Joe out here in KC, man. I just want to call and, you know, give my final thoughts on the game from Sunday. Man, you know, um, I'm proud of the way we came out. And, uh, man, going forward, I'm feeling a little bit more confident in Gruden and uh, in Derek Carr these last few weeks. Like, they've been playing, you know, fairly well. I'm, I'm very impressed. It seems like Carr is starting to get a better understanding of the offense. And it really kind of made me sit back and say, you know what, this is going to take some time. You know, uh, even though, you know, they had all off off season and everything, 
you know, maybe Gruden just, you know, getting back acclimated to, uh, you know, being back in the NFL, just kind of taking him a little bit of time. Maybe it took him a little bit of time to really understand Carr, but it seems like right now they're hitting a pretty good stride. Also, on defense, it seems like we're doing a lot better. I mean, we had one catch to Tyreek Hill um, uh, on Sunday. Like, what? This is one of the best receivers in the league. We held him to one catch, and I was off a deflected pass. You know, so um, I know we did have some drops and some overthrows and things like that. And uh, But for the most part, you know, our DBs on their wide receivers, they were where they needed to be for them for the most part. You know, we had that long, you know, uh, game to Robinson at the end of the second or uh, right before uh, halftime. You know, hey, do we want that? Absolutely not. But, you know, that's probably not going to happen. It's, you know, two-minute time and just, just kind of caught us. Um, but I feel like, you know, offense and defense, it seems like we're starting to really kind of hit a stride. Of course, we don't have a pass rush. I think right now we have the X's and O's now. It's just down to the Jimmy's and Joe's. we got to step up our Jimmy's and Joe's, you know. And hopefully, uh, you know, in the off season, you know, free agents, they'll see that. Like, you know what, you know, you guys there have a lot of turmoil early on. But, you know, we started to see as the season went on, you know, we understand the strategy that you're putting out there and they want to play with somebody like that. You know, we had to weed out some of our players that really, you know, really just wasn't who Gruden wanted. And then the guys that we have now, you know, they're they're doing their thing. So, like I said, I, I think once we get our Jimmys and Joes in order, you know, we'll really start to see some more improvement. Um, you know, it, it, it's just going to suck right now. You know, that's just kind of where we are. We just got to continue to get better. And I, I think players uh, in the offseason, they'll understand that. They'll want to get with that. I think uh, – Gruden's uh, philosophy is to kind of, you know, he wants to turn the players against him. He wants them to take out their frustrations out there on the field. And I think Derek Carr is starting to get an understanding of that. You know, uh, he was saying on, on Sunday, it's just like, you know, hey, you know, let's not worry about getting cussed out. Let's not worry about, you know, uh, getting yelled at or anything like that. You know, let's go out there and play. And I think that's the type of mentality that the team has to have. Some players, they just aren't capable of uh, performing under that type of pressure. You know, players like Amari Cooper. You know, Amari Cooper needs to be pumped up, brought up. He really can't have his coaches getting down on him that much. You know, and hey, you know, I wish him I wish him all the best in Dallas. That's not who Gruden is. Uh, I wish it would have worked, but you know, it won't. You know, um, you got to have some trust in to work uh, with, with Gruden. And I think right now the leader of the team, Derek Carr, is starting to understand that. And it's like, hey, guys, let's rally together, you know, and and don't worry about what he's saying as far as like the delivery and everything like that. Just trust him as a coach. Have thick skin and what we need to just grow better as a, as a unit. And uh, you know it's us against everybody. So I think it's just you know developing that and understanding that. And then we'll get players in the off season that don't mind being pushed hard. They don't look at it as you know you're coming after me personally. You just want to bring out the most of me, the, the best of me. I know some of the best bosses that we that I've ever had have been, you know, the ones that hold me accountable, you know, and it's not this once once I've got past the fact of like, man, that delivery could have been better and really realized, you know, what they were what they were asking, I was able to do some some of the most successful things that I've been able to do. So, you know, I, I think that's the philosophy and that's what's putting me by having his players. All right, man. Later, Joe out. Later nation. He talked about the game, felt good about how the Raiders played. 
feels much more comfortable with Gruden and Carr and what they're doing. And looks like they're doing pretty well together the last few weeks. I think a lot of Raider Nation could agree with that. Thought the defense is playing better after holding Tyreek Hill to one catch. Yeah, okay, I get it. But, you know, Travis Kelsey went off. He went off and had a big, big game. So, yeah, I get it. Tyreek Hill only had one catch. But Travis Kelsey had enough catches for everybody. You know, his uh, overall thought is uh, offensive defense. He feels a little bit better about. He touched on certain players and their mentalities, including Amari Cooper. Thinks that Gruden is looking for players that allow themselves to get pushed hard and coached up. I get that. I agree with that. And really, I appreciate. And, uh, you know, Raider Joe, actually, he referred to that as well. I appreciate when either I had a coach that would push me extra hard because I knew that he saw talent in me or even, you know, bosses that I've had, especially in the radio game. It's like, hey, the ones that spent extra time with me and really pushed me and got on me when they didn't like something I did or thought I could do something better then that made me know that, hey, I could do this and, and they believe I can do this. So Raider Joe, totally understand that call. Uh, totally understand your point. Appreciate that call coming out of KC. I know it was probably a tough week, but you, uh, you walk around KC with your head up high. I'm not mad at you. Now, got a call from SAC, the 916. Thank you. Uh, fairly new time listener. Really enjoying the show. Vox from uh, SAC Town. Hey, I was just calling to talk about a pretty particular issue that's been bugging me. I do not get why we don't give Richard more carries. I want to see that guy try to be a three-down back. You look at him over the last three years, 16, 17, 18, he barely ever dips below four yards per carry in average, excuse me, five yards per carry in average. I mean, those are some, some serious numbers. So I'll leave it at that. Short call, first timer. I'm going to keep listening in. Really love the show. But yeah, my big thing is I don't know why we don't use Rashad more. I want to see what he's got. Last four games here, put him in. Let him start. Try to make him a three down back. See what happens. He's great out of the backfield catching. We'll see what he does between the tackles for a few games. Peace out. All right, so there's a call from the 916 Sacramento, a first-time caller, like I mentioned before, and I missed his name. Sorry about that. I apologize. But he was calling from Sacramento, the 916. Shout-out to them. And uh, he had a question about Jalen Richard and why the Raiders don't give him more carries. You know, it's not too often that he dips below four yards per carry. He'd like to see him be a three-down back or at least get an opportunity to be a three-down back. And my personal feeling on Jalen Richard is – He's a great change of pace guy. I mean, I really do think he's a great change of pace guy. I see a little bit of Charlie Garner in him. Not saying he's Charlie Garner, but I do see some Charlie Garner skills in him because Charlie Garner was a dog that can carry the ball all the time, plus he can catch a bunch of passes. Uh, there was a year with Gruden. He had, what, 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing or something like that. Or I don't remember exact numbers, but uh, I remember it was a hell of a season. It was when Charlie Garner was there with Tyrone Wheatley and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and obviously Rich Gannon. And don't get me excited on, on, on the old school days, but – I don't think you want to see Jalen Rashard carry the rock like 18 to 20 times a game. I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's more effective as a guy who comes in, fresh carries, fresh legs. You know, he, he's, he's just that guy. Maybe touch the ball 15 times per game, and that means carry and receive the ball. If he touches the ball about 15 times a game, I think I'm good with that. He'll stay fresh. He'll be more effective. Uh, I just don't think he's built to be a workhorse. But I understand your point, and I love how he's been busting his tail all season long. He has been one of my MVPs of the season for the Raiders. And believe me, there's not a lot of MVPs. There's not a lot of guys that I'm just going to say, oh, man, what a season he had. Outside of Jerry Cook, Jalen Richard has been the dude. Just going to throw that out there, okay? Uh, I honestly don't think the Raiders have an every down back on the roster. I mean, I really don't. That's what Marshawn Lynch was brought in for. But even then, when he was brought in, you could see that he wasn't in the in the physical shape to be that every down back. They don't have an absolute every down back on the roster. I, I don't see one. If you see one, Raider Nation, feel free to point it out. 707-654-4693. You can call and tell me, or you can tweet at me, at your boy Q254. All right, my next call. Matter of fact, my final call for today's episode is from Victor in Cali. 
Thank you, Victor from Cali. I had a few thoughts I wanted to share with you. Um, going back to the game at Kansas City, I want to talk about uh, John Gruden and what he's doing. He, he actually changed up the offense, and we saw some new looks, especially around the goal line, bringing big defensive linemen in for his jumbo package. We were actually able to pound the rock into the into the end zone. thought that showed a little creativity on his part, willingness to uh, change, maybe even adapt. Even saw Chucky come out a little bit. And uh, things like that just uh, gave me a little positive feeling on him. I know a lot of people are down on on Chucky, um, but I think he's still a good coach. He didn't forget how to coach. And as time goes on, people are going to get his offense, and he's just going to continue to be better. Uh, I know we gave up a lot of run yards, but uh, Justin Ellis, Jelly, made a big impact. They scored a lot of running yards, but not a lot up the middle like Baltimore did. They weren't gashing us on every play. Most of those run yards, if you remember, were around the edge. So um, kudos to Jelly. He seems like a, a big plug in that hole. Um, losing Fidel Brown, I was not sorry to see that. If I remember right, I think one of his offside penalties was a third and five when the Chiefs were, were marching gave them a first down that allowed them to go on and score probably the winning touchdown. Um, if he doesn't do that, we hold them. We get that ball back with enough time. This could have been a different game despite the three fumbles. So I think Bruce saw that as probably one of the biggest um, bonehead moves of the entire game. Um, well, I had another thought, and escaping me right now, but uh, looking forward to the Steelers. You know, if the Raiders can pull together their offense, I like Derek Carr opening up the offense a little bit, throwing it down field, keeps those linebackers on it. If they continue to do that, I'm with you. I just heard your podcast. You're predicting a W for the Raiders. I like your enthusiasm. Uh, I'm going to pick the Raiders, too. I think if, if they can get this thing going – with our lack of talent, they're going to do uh, they're going to do a lot better than people predict. If we don't win, it, it should be at least pretty damn close. So I'm I'm pulling for the Raiders. Oh, one last thought. Um, going back to the signing of Dominique Rogers Cromartie, you know he retired. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we get a compensatory pick for that. I, to be honest with you, I don't know how that works. But if we do, that turned out to be a pretty good signing. So let me know what your thoughts are on that. All right, he mentioned some of the new looks that Gruden showed in the game against Kansas City. Uh, defensive lineman coming in on that jumbo package. I did like that. Pounding the rock at the goal line. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. He did like the fact that Jelly Ellis came back and felt like he was able to plug up the hole up the gut so that the Kansas City Chiefs didn't really get to run up the gut like Baltimore did, but all their rushing yards came from the outsides. That's something that's got to get cleaned up, but he did like seeing Jelly Ellis back there, even though he's not quite in game shape yet, but uh, it felt like he did a better job. And, you know, I know there was a call on Wednesday's edition. I think it was Wednesday. Maybe it was Tuesday's edition where they said that the run game, uh, the run defense was a little bit better, and I kind of poo-pooed on it. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Maybe he was talking about the runs up the gut. So uh, if you were that caller, it wasn't Victor, but if someone, whoever was that caller who was talking about the run defense, maybe that's what he was talking about was the runs up the middle instead of on the outside. Either way, man, still the Raiders gave up 174 yards rushing. So that's not good defense, but if you're just talking about just straight up the middle, and uh, what Jelly Ellis was able to bring, just kind of being able to plug that hole, I can understand that. So that, that makes a lot of sense. 
Also, Victor was looking forward to this week's game against the Steelers. Uh, he heard the crossover edition where I predicted a Raiders win on Sunday, and that's solely based off the fact that Big Ben has never won in Oakland. He's never won in Oakland, and the teams that he lost to were teams that were bad. I mean, teams with bad records like the team that's going to be playing on Sunday, like the Raiders that are going to be playing on Sunday. They have a bad record. He's lost to all those teams when they play in Oakland, so I feel pretty good about that. He said he, he enjoyed my enthusiasm, so now he's picking the Raiders to win this Sunday as well. Hopefully I don't let any of you guys down, and hopefully the Raiders don't let you down either. I'm really wanting that W. Uh, then he mentioned DRC, Dominic Rogers Camardi and his retirement and wondering if the Raiders get a compensatory pick for him after he retired. And I don't believe the Raiders would get a pick for his retirement. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think they get a pick for a guy retiring midseason. I believe you only get a compensatory pick if a player leaves your team through free agency. I believe that's how it shakes out. I'm not 100% sure. I'm like 99% sure. I will find out, though, on Friday. I'll talk to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle who's been covering the NFL for a bazillion years. I will find out from him, or maybe I'll shoot him a text tonight, and uh, and then I'll ask him, and then I'll have it on, on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm not sure, but I do think that that's correct. I think you only get a compensatory pick for a guy who leaves free agency, but I will have that answer for you on Friday's edition. I promise you. Thank you very much for that call, Victor. So that's going to do it. For today's show, fun show on this Thursday, getting a day closer to another Raiders Sunday as they host the Steelers. I hope you got a chance to listen to that crossover edition like Victor and Callie did. I had a real good time talking with Tony Serino from Locked On Steelers. Uh, And believe me, I don't always have a good time on the crossover editions, but that one was really good. I had a really, really good conversation. And if you want to get a good idea of what you may see on Sunday between the Steelers and the Raiders, make sure you go back and listen. If you have not listened already, the crossover edition, it was on Wednesday. It was Wednesday's show. Uh, You got to listen to it sometimes before the Raiders kick off on Sunday. So if you haven't listened to it, maybe you want to catch up on it on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe you want to do it right before the game. I don't know. Just do it. Be like Nike. Just do it, all right? And uh, don't worry. We have one more day to go this week. We still have Friday's edition coming up tomorrow. If you have not heard your call yet, don't worry. I'll have it for you. It'll be on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to line up a guest or two as well, so I might have a, a special guest interview I'm working on. As always, Raider Nation, just win, baby.